0: It's time to find out the stories behind the stories. Welcome to Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective. Get ready for some amazing guests, along with Nick's own expertise and insight behind some of today's top news in sports the where, why, and how. Now, here's your host, Nick Ferguson.
1: With with, with the sound of that, of course, I can only mean one thing. Another super edition of Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective is coming your way. It is Thursday, March 13th. Uh, Wherever you are, thanks for tuning in. If you're in your car, we appreciate it. If you're sitting in your cubicle and you're supposed to be doing work, we still appreciate it. But make sure you get those TPS reports. Done. of course I'm joined yeah. by mile High Mario you can find him at mile high Mario Mario I mean it's going to be like speed dating on today's show because there's a lot of topics we have we have to get we get into uh right off the bat this this let's, let's start with the Denver Broncos uh they've been in the news because John Elway has opened up the purse and he is spending money like this nobody's business.
2: There's no plan yeah.
1: B. Well, I mean, that's, he came out and said he's like, there is no
2: plan B. People ask him, "What is your plan B?" There is none. There's a plan A, and that's it. Last year's plan <laughs> A didn't work, so this is plan two A. They're going, plan they're a going from here. here, and we already know, Nick. Like I, like I told you, John Elway cannot draft. Now, hopefully, this is such a deep draft this year that he kind of turns it around. But dang, man, like his first couple drafts, not great. But free agency, he really makes up for it. So he's getting all the defense in free agency right now, locked down. He's going to probably go after a little bit of offense in the draft. But, hey, there is no plan B. It's right now, now or never, the window is closing.
1: Well, you know, you, you're absolutely right. The window is closing on Peyton Manning. Uh, I mean, he's been cleared to play, especially after having that neck surgery, four neck surgeries over his career. Uh, actually, the doctors looked at him and said he was good to go. Right now, John Elway understands this. As a Hall of Fame quarterback in the so-called passing league and elite quarterbacks, he knows that defense wins championships. He suffered at the hands of the Seattle Seahawks, and he's knowing, like, hey, listen, what I need to do right now, the window is closing, just like you said. We need to show up our defense, and the best way we do that, we go out and get DeMarcus Webb, put him on the outside, give us a, a bookends to match that of Von Miller. Then you lose DRC, no champ Bailey, so you go out and get the next best thing, a quib to lib uh, over from the New England Patriots. And, and here's my question. When, when offseason conditioning starts and he sees Wes Walker, What's, what's that conversation going to be like, you know? You, Sorry, you know man, what? my bad. <laughs> I don't. I, I think that,
2: first, I've got completely blown out of proportion in the first place by uh, Belichick. <laughs> so, I mean, first off, they're not—I mean, offense is on one side, defense is on the other, as you know, Nick. I don't know how close in proximity, you know, they're going to be, but I, I really don't see it being a problem, man. You know that Welker wasn't trying to hurt him. I'm sure he knows that. They're probably going to say— Walkers gonna say, "Hey man, what's up? Welcome, welcome to the good side with me now. Thanks for following me here. Uh, they probably won't even talk about it, man. I, I, I think it's a bigger deal than people make it in my eyes. And in ninety-eight percent and of the people that saw that play and that understand football, they know it wasn't dirty. He was just trying to lay a block. You're not trying to hurt someone. This isn't New Orleans. You're not putting bounties on anybody." So there, it's, it's going to become a thing, kind of like how uh, when Darrell Revis was on ESPN a few years ago, and they asked what? him about Bill Belichick, and he just goes jerk, and now he's a Patriot, <laughs> and everyone's like, oh my gosh, that's going to be so awkward. Like, really? Like you're a jerk. I know you're a jerk. I know it's not it's not a bad <laughs> word. Like, don't you think he's probably been called worse than jerk?
1: Probably probably so, but I, I think Darrell Revers, uh, and good that you are bringing up that, uh, the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers decided to part ways with Darrell Revers, and you know, it's almost moments later, Bill Pelichick, doing what he always does, sweeps in and, and picks up a marquee player because he understands uh, the importance of having quality veterans on the team. But here's my question to you. Even with bringing Revers to that team and the team going 12-4 last year, will that be enough? For that team to get back to the postseason, knowing as though they've lost a lot of players on both levels, the first level and the second level. And this is the defense that has proved time and time again, they can't stop the run. So, yeah, you acquire a guy like Darrell Rivas, but still isn't enough to get you to the postseason.
2: Well, here's the thing, man. I mean, does it make their team better? Yeah, it does. But that team, as we know, lives and dies by Tom Brady. It's not a matter of the defense. The defense could be great. The defense could be horrible. It all depends on how Tom Brady plays. And the way he plays is going to depend on if, A, they bring Edelman back, which should be priority number one for them now that Rivas is signed. And number two, the health of Gronkowski. I mean, he missed almost basically the entire season. Uh, And it was an unfortunate ACL injury. But if you see the play, he took a helmet right to the knee. It wasn't one of these little freak things where you step wrong and it's torn. No, man. He got... His knee was obliterated on that play. So, Gronk is going to come back. I'm sure he'll be fine at some point. But... You know, missing as much time as he has, Mm -hmm. not only do you not know if he's going to come back 100%, you don't know if he's going to lose a step. You don't know if he can still play just because he hasn't played the game and it's changing. I know he's such a dominating physical aspect that maybe it won't matter. But at the same time, a dude that big and that fast and that athletic is more prone to getting hurt because the human body is not built to be that big and that physical and that fast all in one. So, the success of the Patriots, I mean, are they going to go back to the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, look at their division. Their division is pretty weak top to bottom. Dolphins made strides, but you know, they're still not going to be able to push the Patriots for division title. They might not they might even get a first round bye, Nick, honestly, with the way that the <laughs> AFC is. The AFC is so top heavy. It's Broncos, right. Patriots, and then every everybody else.
0: And then what? it's the NFC.
2: So, will they make the playoffs? Yeah, but they're not going to push for a Super Bowl appearance unless they start making moves right now. Rivas is fine, but they lost their best corner. That's just a replacement. They didn't get better by that deal, they stayed right. the same.
1: Well, if you're just joining us, uh, this is Voice America Sports. I'm Nick Ferguson. You can find me at Nick Ferguson underscore 25. If you want to get into the program, 888 346 9144. Get you into the conversation we're talking about. NFL free agency. We would also talk about uh, the possibility of Phil Jackson. I know it's NFL uh, football frenzy and free agency, but where could Phil Jackson end up? And also talking a little bit about Kobe Bryant and his future with the L.A. Lakers. But staying in in the AFC East, uh, a receiver who had over 1,000 yards uh, uh, last year at the hands of uh, Peyton Manning now finds himself with the New York Jets. Now, now let's talk a little about Eric Decker because the conversation and a lot of uh, what I've been hearing, and, and, and I feel the same way. Eric Decker is not a number one receiver, and I guess we'll get a chance to see what kind of numbers he opposed going to the New York Jets with Geno Smith, who's now starting to come into his own. Is, is he right there where he needs to be? Absolutely not. But we'll see, can Decker post those same numbers? So, so what do you think? You know, Eric Decker now leaves you know, a team that is a contender, let's be totally honest. To and go to a team that, not so much a contender? Can he post the same numbers in a Jets uniform?
2: You know what, I, there's there's absolutely no way, and I've been saying it for the past year, that when Decker's contract is up, unless he takes a big pay cut, he's out of here. And I don't blame him for wanting number one wide receiver money. I mean, he's sick of probably living in Demarius Thomas's shadow because he knows he's never going to be on DT's level. And you, you, you start to wonder if there are any similarities between Eric Decker and Carmelo Anthony. Now, obviously, Decker doesn't have the clout that Melo had, but how much of a decision... Or how much of a factor did his wife play in this decision, man? She's a budding, well, quote-unquote, budding country superstar who wants to be bright lights, big city, in the right place, and that's New York, New York. Well, she's going to be very disappointed when she finds out that they actually play (laughs) in New Jersey. As far as him being a number one wide receiver, Broncos fans will tell you, man, he is an excellent compliment, but he is a product of Peyton Manning. That's when he had all of his best years when Manning was throwing him the ball. And when DT was demanding double teams and DT is always going to get the best corner. So that's going to leave Eric Decker open. And but when it's time for Decker to step up like the Super Bowl, we talked about this before the show, Nick. I don't think he had a catch in the Super Bowl. The one time that you really need to step (laughs) up now, is he going to be missed? Absolutely. He's a fan favorite here. You know, he's like a third round pick. He's, he's a good-looking guy. Females like him. Females like Eric Decker, and they don't even know who the Denver Broncos are. They don't even know that he plays football. Okay, so we're going to lose a little bit of fanfare there, but he's not a number-one wide receiver. They have James Jones in New York. They signed him. That's going to help, but he's one-dimensional. James Jones is not a number-one wide receiver. Neither is Eric Decker. So Geno Smith is going to have the same problem that's existed in New York for years. There's no definitive number-one wide receiver.
1: Right. Well, I think also when you look at two, and I think it's going to affect his numbers. Even with both guys uh, coming from uh, two quarterbacks that can really sling the pig, pigskin. N- now you wonder about when you go to a team like the New York Jets, a team that they really don't have a solid running game, so you don't have a balanced attack. And now you're also talking about the fact of you can't protect your quarterback. So if you can't protect your quarterback, you can't advance the ball down the field. That's one of the reasons why I don't think that Derek will post the same numbers. Uh, also, you know. When I started looking at this free agency deal and just kind of explained to the fans what free agency is, a lot of players are going to switch teams. Now, of course, those players are not switching teams because they want to. It's because now they're cap casualties, meaning, though, they they count too much against the books for a team to move. That's why Darrell Reeves was moved from Tampa Bay, and now he's in the Patriots uniform. So when you talk about free agency, and I think when you talk about the players themselves, you have to look no farther than the woman standing next to him, because that player is going yep. to go to a team where it's going to make his wife happy. And I think when happy guys, wife, happy life. Happy wife, happy life. When you, when that guy goes into an organization, they're going to cater to the player. But they're gonna address the wife first because they know all the decisions flow through the wife. So a lot of players, when they move, they're thinking about: Am I going from a cold Chicago to Miami? Uh, am I? Am I have? Do I have to uproot my kids and move them to another school? And then also, like I just said, you have to make the wife happy. So we see all the dollars going across the screen, but it's all about making the wife happy. And I know one wife who's definitely happy. That's Darren Sproles, who now has been traded to the Philadelphia Eagles to go with already a potent Shady McCoy in the Philadelphia Eagles. So now switching over to the NFC, how does the addition of Darren Sproles, who was was traded for a fifth round uh, draft chip choice...
2: For basically nothing.
1: For basically nothing. How is that going to change... What Chip Kelly is able to do with his offense and making it even harder for the Dallas Cowboys, the Washington Redskins, and the New York Giants of the world.
2: You know what, uh, Nick? Last week on my show, The Sports Pyramid here on Mile High Sports in Denver, I said how bad I wanted Darren Sproles because he not only gives you that home run threat, which the Broncos really haven't had since your days when Tatum Bell was there, like a true uh, guy who could take it to the house on any given play. And that's why I wanted Sproles so much. Not only that, he's a consummate professional. You know, mm-hmm. you you would think that they're not going to bring NoSham back, so they're going to be very, very young at running back. Bring in some sort of vet to kind of guide them. And this is a guy that's not going to catch or that's not going to run the ball a lot. He's going to catch a lot of passes, and that's what Peyton Manning loves out of his running back. You know, right. he can pass protect; otherwise, he wouldn't be in there in passing plays at all. So to get him for a fifth round pe- pick, and in addition. Get the return game, which Denver is going to be without with Decker gone and Holiday on his way out. I, I mean, this made so much sense, and it really hurts that the Broncos didn't show a little bit of interest. Maybe they didn't want the contract, his contract on their hands, but... I mean, I don't have a rational, rationalization for why they didn't go after him. The Eagles, however, he fits perfectly there. You know Chip Kelly likes speed. That whole team is about speed. Look at their wide receivers. Look at their running backs. Their tight ends are fast. Sproles is going to be perfect for a guy like Chip Kelly. He was made for a Chip Kelly offense.
1: Well, I'll tell you what, also staying out west with the Denver Broncos a little bit, uh, Zane Beaters decided to go and join the Jacksonville Jaguars. And, talks. Ra- and, and, and it raises the question, you know, what's more important to a player these days, chasing rings or chasing the money train? I mean, what do you, you know, think?
2: I think, I think it depends on where you're at in your career, man. I mean, the four-letter network had a big old symposium about this yesterday. Are you going to go after a ring? Are you going to go after money? It, it depends on where you're at in your career. Obviously, right. the true goal for every NFL player is to win the Super Bowl. That should be everyone's number one priority. I understand that's not how it is, but that's how it should be. Still, only one team out of 32 can make it to the Super Bowl every Two teams out of 32 can make it to the Super Bowl. Only one out of those 32 can win. 53 men get to win out of thousands and thousands of players. So at some point, you do need to factor in the money. And that's why I will never get upset for a player leaving where he is to make more money because there's a double standard Nick why is it that front office people are allowed to cut anybody like we saw the Broncos do to Champ Bailey like we just saw today what the Carolina Panthers did to Steve Smith those guys were staples in their organization and they're allowed to cut ties without so much of an afterthought yet when a player wants to book it for greener pastures on the money side literally greener pastures suddenly he's a social pariah and nobody likes him Give me a break, man. This is this whole double standard thing. It needs to stop. So is it more about the money? Again, it depends on your situation. Are you playing for a competitive team? Yeah, Zane Beatles made it to the Super Bowl. That was nice. Is Jacksonville gonna go? No, but absolutely
1: no one else not. is gonna pay.
2: <laughs> no, absolutely not. But no one else is gonna pay Zane Beatles that kind of money. So you might as well take it and get it while the getting's good.
1: Yeah, but is that before we go to break here? Uh, is that a byproduct of the fact of going? to the Super Bowl where teams now think, okay, well, that guy went to the Super Bowl. He's a Super Bowl-caliber player. Maybe that can rub off on my players through through osmosis and maybe uh, <laughs> change their mind and make them more of a playoff minded team and we know what Jacksonville is I mean from a personnel standpoint they don't have all the two so so now you're working the Jedi mind trick and mind manipulation and hoping that Zane Beatles can can give them that type of extra oomph they need to kind of get over the hump I don't think it's gonna happen
2: Hey, if you think Zane Beatles is the reason or can be a reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars are gonna go to the Super Bowl you can believe that as much as you want he got his money and I don't blame him for it
1: well, you're listening to Nick Ferguson's secondary perspective. After the break, we will talk a little NBA basketball, Kobe Bryant, and what's gonna happen when Jonathan Martin walks into the 49ers locker room right after the break. <laughs>
3: internet flagship station for sports voice of America sports looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping want to play the ponies (laughs) join us every week for winning ponies with John Englehart racing's regular guy where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field.
0: you're listening to secondary perspective with nick ferguson to get in the lineup for today's show please call one 346 9144 that's one 346 9144 or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com now back to the show
1: Yes, uh, we're back from the break, and Mario. When we're going to the break, let's talk about this really quick because th- there's a lot of things to get into. We were talking about the fact of Eric Decker joining with the New York Jets, and the fact of whether he's going to be a bust or not, or what declares whether a player becomes a bust or not. But the fact we talked about, you know, Geno Smith, and he, he's growing, he's maturing as a quarterback. The lack of a running game, no offensive line for protection that needs to be uh, shored up by Rex Ryan. Uh, the other thing is now Darrell Revis is with the New England Patriots. So that means that he's going to have to either cover James Jones 101 or Eric Decker. So that means that Eric Decker, who was once a 1,000-yard receiver, will probably may not get, get over 500 yards receiving. So if that's not the case where he reaches the 1,000-yard mark, would he then be declared an NFL free agent bust?
2: yeah i I think absolutely man he set a precedent for himself and being that kind of receiver that's what got him paid and if you're a denver fan you know you've been predicting he's not going to be a number one receiver he's going to be a bust now hopefully he figures it out i mean obviously as bronco fans we wish the best for him but we just don't see it
1: well also you know when you look at that situation, it's going to be really hard for him to mass the same amount of yards that he did with the Denver Denver Broncos. Uh, Here's something else. Jonathan Martin, who's been in the news, I guess this entire season, this off season. season. I I don't think there's been a player that who we've heard his name mentioned as much. He's been on a four letter network. He's been on NFL network and he's dominated the airways for so much time. Now, he's leaving Miami and he's going to the 49ers and his old uh, coach from Stanford, Jim Harbaugh, decided to trade for Jonathan Martin. Now, with everything we know about Jonathan Martin and the fact of him walking into the San Francisco 49ers locker room, if you, Mario Vitanzi, is a member of the 49ers and put yourself in a Patrick Willis, Navarre Bowman frame of mind, he Mm -hmm. walks... He walks into the locker room. What's the first thing you think? And what's the first thing you say?
2: Honestly, I think that what I would think is probably not appropriate for our child-friendly show, Mr. Ferguson. All right. We'll, we'll keep it that way. I would way. think, oh, man, what a sissy. If I'm, And this is, this is me in their mindset, keep in mind. The first thing I say to them, I mean, they are leaders. You know, they are professionals, whether they want to think a certain way about a guy or not. So they're going to welcome him to the team and they're, they're all about being better, but you know, deep inside his mind, their minds are like, yo man, we better be careful because he's going to tattle on us. And this, you know, something's going to happen. It's just going to become this whole big thing. And we're going to be in the news for all the wrong reasons.
1: Well, well you don't, you don't think the fact that because that's a veteran led team and uh, that, that team goes as Jim Harbaugh goes. And it's kind of like a, uh, this, for the lack of better words, it's kind of like a college atmosphere. You don't think that veteran leadership would be able to bring him into the fold, dismiss anything that we've heard this past offseason about him as a player and what took place in Miami and say, listen, that's in the past. You're part of the San Francisco 49ers family now, and it's all about what you can do for us. And we want you to go out there. We want you to execute. Do you not feel as though that leadership would be able to do that for him?
2: I, I think... I think it can, but again, man, you got to feel like these guys, they heard what happened. They don't know the whole story. I don't think we'll ever know the complete and whole story from both ends. Uh, But you got to think that they feel like they're walking on eggshells around this guy. They're like, hey, man, we got to be really careful what we say. And he's not going to, I don't think they're going to have the same camaraderie with him as you would with a team. I mean, with my best friends, the way I know someone is my best friend, Nick, is when I rip on them just hellaciously pummel them with insults. And then they send it right back, and it's funny, and we laugh, and that's how the friendship works. So how are they supposed to get to that point when they're scared to say anything to this guy?
1: So that means Jim Jim Harbaugh, who, you know, he, he's kind of on the rocks with the San Francisco 49ers organization as is because he wants a contract extension. They're not giving it to him even though the team's gone to the Super Bowl and they've been in the playoffs in uh, back-to-back years. If if this project with Jonathan Martin doesn't work out, how is it going to fare with the guys in the locker room, how they view their head coach and how he handled the situation knowing as though he pushed for the trade for Jonathan Martin?
2: You know, I think the more impressing question coming out of there is why in the hell would they trade for Blaine Gabbard? If anything, that would turn somebody against like (laughs) you're really just Why? Why, what interested you in Blaine Gabbert? I, I mean, obviously he's going to be a backup, but, yeah, the, the Jonathan Martin thing, I, I think it's a show of good faith, and he's trying to be a nice right. guy. If it doesn't work out, you know, it is what it is. It's part of the business. But, man, Blaine Gabbert, that just baffled me. I thought, like, I got an alert. I saw it on Twitter. I was like, <laughs> there's some sort of mistake. My Twitter's broken. It's glitching. Well, oh, man, that was a real thing that happened.
1: Well, I tell you what, I question that uh, as well. And, and what I tell people all the time, when you look at free agency, you look at trades, you look at professional sports as a whole, there, there's, there, there seems to be no logic in some of these decisions. Because it's just like Blaine Gabbert, who was at one point, you know, uh, the, the football a- uh, analyst was saying he was the best thing since sliced bread. He was NFL ready opposed to that of Cam Newton. And yeah, well he, they, they
2: all those are the same guys that said that uh, Jamarcus Russell would be the next John <laughs> Elway. Okay, we can't that, trust those guys.
1: Right. So 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 now now he's in San Francisco. And all that tells me is the $20 million a year that Colin Kaepernick said he wants from the San Francisco 49ers organization, they just pretty much just gave it to him. You because you're bringing in Blaine Gabbert, a guy who really hasn't done anything in his NFL career to back up you know you know arguably the most exciting player that we've seen over over the past two years in Colin Kaepernick that says a lot and if if, if I am on the offensive side of the ball I'm like I'm questioning a lot of things so you're saying if something happens to Colin Kaepernick our best solution is Blaine Gabbert we might as well just go ahead and just not come show up for the games we might as well not show up
2: Right? You might as well you might as well pick someone out of the crowd, at least save
1: yourself <laughs> some money. So, so very very true. Now, sticking with free agency. I asked you before we went to the break to give me a list of your your free agent busts over the over the years. It doesn't have to be this year or whatever, but but give me give me give me your list. Give me five guys that come off your head right now that you would consider to be a free agent bus if, if, if you want to get into the conversation 888-346-9144 gets you in or you can tweet us your list at mile high mario or at nick ferguson underscore 25 with that said mario give me your list
2: all right, man. And we, we could just make a list of Washington Redskin busts, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to I'm going to give you the, the regular list and then I'm going to give you the Washington Redskin list. So, you know, as just as a flyer, I'm going to say Emmitt Smith, you know, poor M is one of my favorite running backs, went from Dallas to Arizona at the tail end of his career. And he was just terrible. Okay, got that out of the way, I'm sorry, but I had to do it. Dale Carter, who went from Kansas City to Denver, this is a dude who dominated the Broncos when he played with the Chiefs. And the Broncos figured, you know what, if we can't stop him, we might as well pay him. So right. they bring in Dale Carter, and he was just horrendous. He was a terrible Denver Bronco, a lot, a lot like Larry Brown was. He was, and and really, Nick, he only had one good game. That good game he had in that Super Bowl when he was inexplicably (laughs) the MVP, I could have intercepted those two passes and taken him to the house, man. That's how easy they were. So, of course, it seemed like Oakland is going to overpay for him. They see the flashy stats, and it's like, yeah, we want Larry Brown. Then he doesn't do anything. Neil O'Donnell, when he went from Pittsburgh to the Jets, the Jets were in such dire need of a quarterback. They thought he was the answer. No such luck. David Boston, who was one of the hottest young talents when he was with Arizona, went to San Diego, and it's like all of a sudden his hands turned to bricks. You know, he was with Medusa. He didn't lick her in the eye, but you know, he touched her, and then his (laughs) hands turned to stone. It was a problem, dude. Going back to Denver and Oakland, Javon Walker, who was fantastic with Green Bay, was fantastic with Denver, and we all know, know what he had to witness, so he gets a pass on this, but Oakland does not. Oakland paid Javon way too much money when you know that mentally he was never going to be the same guy. Next up, Andre Risen, who was absolutely phenomenal with Atlanta. Of course you go to Cleveland and you're going to struggle, man. You go from playing in a dome to playing in Cleveland half your games? Give me a break. No wonder Andre Risen fell off. And now, the Washington Redskin list.
1: At number four,
2: (laughs) Deion Sanders, who was given seven years and $56 million. Towards the end of his career, At number three, Dana Stubblefield, who went from San Francisco to Washington. Dana Stubblefield was a Defensive Player of the Year for San Francisco. Do I blame Washington for overpaying him? No, it was deserved. (laughs) Adam Archuleta, while they had Ryan Clark sitting right there waiting for him. And finally, of course, Mr. Ferguson, Albert Hainsworth, who couldn't even pass a simple Test.
1: <laughs> Ooh, wow. A lot of busts. That, 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 that's a really uh, hot list, man. That would have been great for a, a Real Talk segment. So uh, I, I guess Real Talk has come a little early. I, I agree with every player on that list. Of course, uh, David Boston. I mean, he comes from San Diego. And, and the biggest question was, how, how could a guy gain 30 pounds of muscle over the summer and I think that was one of the problems and that's where his career started to slide because he got too big too too fast and it raised a lot of question about some of the supplements that he was taking and I won't even go go into that Uh, here's someone else I would add to your list Sean Merriman I mean he was very lights out when he was with the San Diego Chargers but there were some questions about whether he used a little extra motivation known as Oh, there were questions.
2: <laughs> he, he did. He straight up said he did.
1: And so he goes to Buffalo, and it just seemed like a Teddy P song. The lights were turned out on Sean Merriman. So a lot of NFL busts uh, over, over the years. And it's just like, well, what players could potentially become NFL busts this year? Now, s- some, I, I've been on Twitter yesterday, and some feel as though, maybe the re- recent acquisition by the Denver Broncos and DeMarcus Ware, he could end up being a bust for, for the Denver Broncos. Who, who, who knows? We talked about Eric Decker being potentially a bust for the Denver Broncos, uh, I mean, for the New York Jets. Let me tell you who will not end up being a bust, a new, newly acquisition for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here and Josh McHale. And, and I'm going to tell you this. When Lovey Smith was asked about the addition of Josh McHale to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, he said that, you know, he's quite familiar with him. He's a guy that knows how to win games and he can come in with the team that they have now and fit in perfectly. But he had to sit down with his quarterback, Mike Glennon, and tell him, hey, listen, you know, we're trying to get better. We want to be a playoff team. And hey, listen, you now have to take a back seat and learn from a, a guy by the name of Josh McCall who's traveled around the NFL and he has some time and to to learn himself so who better to learn from but real talk I'm going to give you a quick real talk of what Levy really said Levy when he sat down Mike Glenn he said look son I've been out of football for a year I'm not trying to go back to that so guess what I'm going to bring in a quality quarterback that can win me some ball games You sit here on the sideline right next to me with this clipboard and learn how to be a pro. Wait a minute. Don't say anything. I know you have skills and a lot of upside, and you will be a decent quarterback in the NFL. But for right now, I have to feed my family on what we're doing right now. And Josh McHale, give us the best opportunity. That is a real talk moment for Lovey Smith early in the program. Now, I want to stay with the Bucs for a second. When you look at the fact of Lovey Smith joining uh, the Bucks, and he comes from you know the Bucks organization when you know Tony Junie was there, uh, uh, Mike Tomlin was there as well, and Herm Edwards. so defense was a main staple for that organization. They seem to have gotten away from that. But you look at the recent additions, uh, Defus and, you know Michael Johnson, who happens to be a Georgia Tech guy, and D.V. Alteron Werner, which I think Everyone was salivating over this guy, but, you know, I I don't get it. When you look at his career with the Tennessee Titans, you're talking about 2013, five interceptions, 2012, two, 2011, one interception, 2010, three. So does that garner a four-year, $26.5 million deal with 14 mil guarantee? You tell me, if you're the GM, do you give him this amount of money?
2: Honestly, if I'm the GM, and I'm just going to be real blunt here— there are very few people that I want to give that kind of money. So, no, would you?
1: No, absolutely not. And I, I, just, I just ran down the stats. I'm not hating on the guy, but I'm just saying I think what's happening in the NFL, and we're going to see this you know, from years to come, when you start using that elite quarterback, that passing league terminology, teams are going to get really desperate. They're going to start throwing money hand over fist to free agents, whether it's a safety, whether it's a corner. And we, we saw what happened with the New Orleans Saints. They gave Jarvis Bird, you know, the Brinks truck. Just, just give him an ATM card with, with, with a blank checkbook and say, hey, here's all the money. You give this guy that much money and he has all these prior injuries. I mean, why give a guy that much money? And mortgage the future of your team knowing as though you have other holes you need to plug. So I don't go out and give Jarvis Bird as much money as the Saints gave him. I don't give Alteron Verner as much as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers gave him. So no, to answer that question, absolutely not.
2: Absolutely not. And the Saints really, they almost kind of screwed the Broncos out of getting TJ Ward just because they put such a high price initially on him. You know who else did that? And this is an Oakland Raider move to overpay for something and then just put the rest of the people in a ditch. Right. And that was overpaying for Sam Shields. They gave him 10 mil a year. And Sam Shields is very good. They love him in Green Bay. But really, like, would we honestly consider him a top 10 corner right now in the league? If you have to think about it, then he's not. So right. when they gave Sam Shields 10 mil, Dominique Rodgers-Camardi, who's not going to sign with the Broncos because... That's why they got to keep Talib. They had an offer out there for DRC, decided it wasn't something that he wanted because Sam Shields set that precedent and the Packers just ruined it for everybody. You they set that, the stage. That's why all the secondary and defensive backs are getting overpaid. It's too bad you're not still in the league, Nick. Right now would be your time to get that dough.
1: Yes, more money, more money, more money. It, it just seemed like when I look at free agency and what it's turned into, and, and that's one thing I like about what John Elway is trying to do in Denver uh, is the fact that he's wanting to take his time. He wants to be patient. He wants to take the best players available at the time to make his, whether it's offense or defense side of the ball, better. And it's all about upgrades. But when you start to think from an emotional standpoint, now you're talking about desperation, Now, we've seen desperation and what it can do to a team. We've seen what happened with the Miami Dolphins and what Jeff Ireland did, which pretty much got him out of a job when he went and spent so much money in free agency with Mike Wallace, Phillip Willer, and Darnell Ellaby. That's the the last thing you want to do. You don't want to reach. You don't want to overspend. Uh, Before we go to the break, I'll say this real quick. I'm always perplexed by this whole situation with free agency, and I just mentioned the fact that don't don't overspend. It's about picking up quality talent, talent with value, talent with longevity, talent with a proven record. After the after the break, we'll delve in a little more on free agency and see what guys could find themselves in another uniform, and what other guys could prove to be the 2014 NFL bust. And we'll talk a little Kobe Bryant and the NBA and Phil Jackson right after the break. You listen to Voice America Sports, Nick Ferguson, Secondary Perspective.
3: The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and I just think that the coach made a mistake. crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL, speak up or forever hold your mouth.
1: We ain't around here.
3: Voice America Sports.
4: If you're looking for a show that takes you through the process of becoming a successful college athlete, you'll want to tune in to Get It Done Sports Radio with host Karif Byrd. You'll find out about the how-tos of getting to the next level and the do's and don'ts when preparing for college athletics. It's a complete inside look at what's turning out the next generation of players. Listen live every Tuesday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Sports. Are you a Philly sports fan? Maybe you're local to Philly or you're a transplanted Philly fan. Either way, you want to check out Philly Sports jabronis. It's a radio show that has nothing to do with Chicago sports. It's not about NYC and LA can't even muster a football team with their own. It's all about Philly sports and nothing but Philly sports. Most of the time. Join your hosts Mike Greger and Joe Dara every Friday at 7 p.m. Philly time, 4 p.m. on the West Coast for the Transplants on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: listening to Secondary Perspective with Nick Ferguson. To get in the lineup for today's show, please call one 346 9144 That's one 346 9144 Or send an email to nickfergshow at gmail.com. Now, back to the show.
1: in okay. the to in the air If don't really care It's like that sometimes I mean, ridiculous It's like that sometimes Ridiculous That's right That can only mean one thing That can mean Nick Ferguson's secondary perspective Real talk segment Now let's talk a little bit about real talk Now the Panthers Cut Steve Smith But they bring Derek Anderson in As their backup Real talk I don't understand that. Of all the other quarterbacks you can go out and get that can back up Cam Newton, you go out and get Derek Anderson and you can't (laughs) even keep Steve Smith in the building. It's all about upward and onward. It's about production and efficiency. It's about winning the NFC South. Derek Anderson is not going to help you offensively. Real talk.
2: Real talk, man. It is very hard for me to believe that this Carolina Panthers team was the number two seed in the NFC last year. An NFC that is stacked throughout of course they're never going to beat the seattle seahawks or the san francisco 49ers and with something like this look i understand it's just a backup quarterback but with the way cam newton plays don't you think he's a little prone to injury running around trying to dodge 300 pound linemen coming at him and the best you could do is Derek anderson he had one good year in cleveland it was an anomaly whatever they paid for him it was too much I don't care if they gave up their washer and dryer and some magazines too much for Derek Anderson doesn't make any sense they should have gotten a receiver right now it's Tavares King and McNutt if they started they better find some receivers and find them or it doesn't matter who's the quarterback they're not going to be able to throw to any
4: talk
1: well, I'll tell you what. Now, Phil Jackson, uh, who, who's become famous for winning rings with the Chicago Bulls and the triangle offense, now is thinking about going to New York to join the Knicks and join their front-off staff. What do you think about the fact of, Phil Jackson now joining the Knicks front office and has been official just yet. How could that change Melo's decision? Does he stay with the Knicks? Does he decide to leave? Or does Lala convince him, hey, listen, we're taking our (laughs) talents to South Beach. We're taking our talents to somewhere else. Phil Jackson is not going to be enough to convince us to stay with this poor Knicks personnel roster that J.R. Smith is still taking a three-point shot. He just took a (laughs) three-point shot just right now. J.R. Smith is taking three-point shots. Real talk. Phil Jackson is the guy, and he could definitely turn the Knicks around.
2: Real talk, man. Here's the thing on Phil Jackson. Where has he ever won where he has not been surrounded by some of the greatest talent we have ever seen in our lives? He's not going to come into here, into New York, where they're going to owe Stoudemire all this money that they need to pay him. J.R. Smith's going to want to get paid because he's going to want to shoot. It wouldn't surprise me if Melo wanted to leave. And man, does Lala take a beating on the show. But rightfully so. She's just not a good person. But that's a different Real Talk segment for a different day. Phil Jackson is going to come in here. He's going to depart his wisdom. He's going to do his philosophy. He's going to work it. Bottom line, Nick, he's bored. He's sick of doing nothing. Is he going to be able to turn around the train wreck that is the New York Knicks? No. They are headed in a bad place. And the worst part about it, Nick... They are going to have a fantastic draft pick. Unfortunately, the Denver Nuggets get it. They're not (laughs) going to be able to make any sort of strides anytime soon. And Phil Jackson, he's not going to help. I see Melo leaving because Lala wants to leave. And he's going to quit about this time (laughs) next year. Real talk.
1: All right, real talk. Uh, James Harrison, former linebacker of the Pittsburgh Steelers, joined the Cincinnati Bengals for one year. And arguably, the face of Fives and the eyes of Roger Goodell put on Twitter, many thanks to all the Bengals fans for your support. Over the last year, I had a great time in Cincinnati. It's not something that's been officially announced that he was leaving the team. But when a guy puts something on Twitter, that can only mean it's one thing. Oh, it's official now. Peace, I'm out. I'm gone. Real talk.
2: Real talk, man. I I don't have a problem with this, and that's that's why maybe athletes shouldn't be on Twitter. You know, because <laughs> this is something that wouldn't have happened five, ten years ago. Nick, you know, when you were playing, you couldn't be like, oh, this is what I'm doing right now, and then the internet. Breaks And ESPN, that's all they can talk about, is on Twitter. I don't have a problem with this at all. Clearly, he knows something that we don't. Why not put your name out there? Everybody knows who he is. It's not like it's going to be this crazy news. Yeah, he's towards the end of his career. He might catch on to be a veteran leader with one of these teams. So, real talk, I have no problem with it. What I do have a problem with is the Bengals not giving him a chance to come back. What else do you need out of an older, aging, outside linebacker? He's nasty. He's got... The talent, at least some stockpiled in the tank, and he's smart. Real talk.
1: Real talk. Miami Heat, the Miami Heat lost to the Brooklyn Nets last night and a nail-biter in the closing seconds. Miami has lost, been in two set stretches where they've lost three in a row. Miami seems to find themselves in a slump right now as their biggest rival the indiana pacers are starting to get the ball rolling real talk can the miami heat overcome the slump and can they beat the indiana pacers
2: real talk of course we have to talk about the heat with you nick i know how much you love them here's the thing man let me put your mind at ease there are two teams in the east because Toronto's number three right now, okay? <laughs> there is nobody in the Eastern Conference that's going to beat the Miami Heat. Let's just lay it out there. The Pacers will maybe push him to six games, maybe push him to seven, but the fact that they have a good center and the Heat don't, is it going to make up for the fact that the Heat have LeBron James and the Pacers don't? Real talk, Nick, relax. Your Heat are going to be fine.
1: Well, you heard Mario say said- it. I didn't say it, but I, I'm glad that he did. The Miami Heat is going to be fine. Yet yeah, they're in a slump, but they're going to find a way to get out of that slump, beat the Indiana Pacers, and win another NBA title. That's real talk. Nick Ferguson's secondary perspective. Now, let's talk a little bit of college basketball. Now, we find a Wichita State, right? Coach Greg Marshall, he lives by this this creed a uh, plain angry. And when you talk about playing angry, I, and I'll let you get into it and tell me uh, what your thoughts on it, but Wichita State brings in a 34-0 and record into March Madness. And my question to you is, can they take that record into March Madness? How deep can they get? And can they pull off the hat trick by winning the tournament?
2: Here's the thing, Nick. You can look at this two different ways. You can look at it from the aspect of, okay, they haven't played a ranked team all year. They've beat nobody of substance. So why does it really matter that they went 34-0? They're going to lose in the Sweet 16. That's said and done. Whatever. Thanks for coming. Thanks for showing your support. Anyway, the other way you can look at this is, hey, man, they're 34-0. Look what they did last year as an eighth seed. They made it all the way to the final four. Obviously, they're an improved team. They showed last year that they could beat teams, beat the good teams, beat the powerhouses. And now they have a little bit of clout. They have the luxury of that number one seed. I see them getting back to the final four. Hell, you know what, Nick? They're in my championship game.
1: Wow. They're in your championship game. I guess you have your board already Uh, Set to take place No bracket busters there Uh, I'll tell you this I I forgot to mention this I'm going to go back And give a real talk Overdrive and Because I think think this Deserves to be mentioned and And I would be remiss If I didn't allow Our listeners To get your take on it Now Kobe Bryant Obviously he's out For the year He suffered Achilles injuries I knew when it happened And he wanted to hurry up And rush back The potential Of doing something else Another body part Because the body tries to balance itself. Now, I'll let you go in on Real Talk and explain exactly what took place.
2: Real Talk, man. Here is, and I have such a problem with this, I'm getting irritated just thinking about it right now. ESPN LA quote-unquote reporter, so she's part of ESPNLosAngeles.com. Ramona Shelburne came on to the four-letter network yesterday and declared for all to hear. Now. Kobe not coming back, that wasn't really a surprise, Nick. The fact of like, the, what she said... See, I can't even think straight right now. What she <laughs> said was, Oh, well, you know, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for Kobe to come back at the end of this year because, you know, we had the injury in his knee and he had the injury in his ankle, but they're two different legs. So, you know, the one didn't necessarily affect the other. And I'm sitting there on my couch, Nick. My jaw is open I'm leaning forward, my eyes are off kilter, I'm just thinking what the hell did she just say? You mean to tell me that he ruptures in Achilles? Ruptures in Achilles? Nick which is a very, very, very bad injury. You can't walk on it for a while. Your body compensates. It's called tensegrity. The body needs to balance itself out. So if something's wrong with your left ankle, it's going to throw off your right knee, your right hip. It's going to throw off your right shoulder. The body compensates. It's very technical like that it wants to keep us looking forward because if you have one short leg man you're going to be leaning you're looking over to the left all the time your body isn't going to allow that you need to keep your straight horizon now the big problem i have with this is she comes out and claims out not once but she says it twice she went to stanford <laughs> okay props to going to stanford but she got a ba in american studies and an ma in communication obviously she didn't take any anatomy classes obviously she didn't take any uh pathology classes any kinesiology classes because that is just her talking out of her ass. Clearly, she has no idea what she's talking about with this. She doesn't know how injuries work. She doesn't know anything about professional athletes and how they need to take their time when they're coming back. To say that one injury did not cause the other is one of the most asinine things, and that's coming from ESPN, which is saying a lot. Real talk, she needs to be fired. Oh, and Ramona, while you're at it, (laughs) lady up. Take your husband's last
1: name. Come on, real talk. Wow, tell tell him why you're mad, son. Tell him why you're mad.
2: Ugh, just I don't like stupid people, Nick. If you're if you're gonna like try, you could be wrong as long as you're intelligent about it. But if you're
1: just stupid, then I get upset. But wait a minute. Well, maybe she was just misinformed. Maybe she was giving the wrong information when she was doing her report. You know, it happens. You know, people get misinformed and they, and they say the wrong things. And now we all hold them accountable for and to and talk about being held accountable. Talk about Darren Sharper, former Green Bay Packer, and New, New Orleans Saints, uh, defensive player and pro bowler. is He's going to remain in jail for his act, for not accusations, but his actions rather. But okay. yeah, Dar- Darren Sharper will remain in Los Angeles jail without bail after he was indicted in Arizona. On charges of drugging and sexually assaulting two women. All I have to say about this, this is sad for society as a whole, for a guy to feel as though this is okay to do to anyone's uh, daughter, and uh, and justice will be served. It's just one of these things you don't want to talk about, but This is something that you definitely have to talk about to make sure that other kids that are out there, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, that you learn from this and you don't repeat this same type of behavior. When you talk about being asinine, Mario, this is a behavior that is asinine. You do not do this. And I repeat, you do not do this to another human being. I'll give you 10 seconds to elaborate on this before we sign off.
2: Yeah, and that's all I need, man. Bottom line, what he did was wrong. He needs to be punished. It doesn't matter if he's an athlete or not. It doesn't matter who you are, where you live, where you're from, your background, your ethnicity, I don't care. Treat women with respect. Don't do this crap. Wake up, dude.
1: Well, that's been another fast paced, secondary perspective. As always, I'd like to thank Justin's on the boys for keeping us on time. Also, my co host, Mario Vitanza. You can find him at Mile High Mario and look for him on the Sports Pyramid on 1510 AM Mile High Sports this weekend. I'm Nick Ferguson. You can find me at Nick Ferguson underscore 25. I want to thank the lovely people here at the Church of Scientology Center International and Celebrity Center for once again donating this lovely space here in the pavilion. As always, if you want to stop by and join the show, we're here on Bronson and Franklin every Thursday. So give me a tweet and we'll get you into the program. So, as always, don't take any wood nickels, and have a great weekend.
0: Thanks again for stopping by. Be sure to catch Nick Ferguson's Secondary Perspective again next Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. in the West, on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll share some more great stories next week.